We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is August 15th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's up, bro? How are you? I've been thinking. Oh, here uh, we go. And I just think it's funny how I'm just kidding. Um, but no, what I was going to say here, Jonathan, is that every time you 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 bounce it to me and then I just say something about my day or my weekend, but the people never get to hear about how Jonathan's day or weekend was. So I'm not gonna talk about mine. I want you to tell tell me just how how is everything going? How how are you? Everything's good, man. I mean, I appreciate you throwing it back to me, but you mm-hmm. um Usually you don't have to worry about how I'm doing. I'm usually doing pretty good. You know, I'm happy uh-huh. to to be here. This is like this is my escape. You know, this is where if I'm stressed out about any little thing, I get to come on here, talk about mm-hmm. our team, talk about the guys, and just kind of you know forget about all that other stuff. So I'm here with you, having a good time. Excited to talk some Orlando Magic basketball. We don't really have any news this week, but we've got some fun reports. I, I don't even want to call them rumors they're because they're not even they're that. Rumors. It was just a comment from an individual. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But Luke, what I wanted to say is it's been a while since we've heard from our listeners, specifically our hotline, the six, mm. are we calling it a hotline? We call it a voicemail box, whatever we want to call it. You guys, if you want to be featured on the show at any point, you can call, you can leave a review about the show. You just want to tell us that you love it. You hate it. Whatever the case may be, you want to leave your hot take. You want to leave a question. You can call the show 407 407- Six zero three one one eight nine. Again, that's four zero seven six zero three one one eight nine. Call and leave us a voicemail. We want to hear from you guys. And then, Luke, we were really looking forward to Franz Wagner uh, playing his second game for Germany. Uh, who? So they played Belgium, and then who were they supposed to play the other day? At this point, I don't even remember who it was supposed to be, but we were really looking forward to it. And Franz didn't end up playing the game. But so German, like the German national team was streaming the game. That was really the only way that you could watch it. Now you go to their website and they had like a green button that was like, click here 
to pay, you know, it was like three euros and 99. I don't know if they call it cents over there. 3.99 euros, whatever it is over there. And then you could watch the game. So I go through this whole process. I've, I've got my, my credit card sitting here. And you get to the, the screen where you can make like a bank transfer. I'm like, whatever. It's $4. You know, Wells Fargo might call me and, and tell me that I can't use this or whatever. Here I am telling everybody what bank I use. This is just starting off real great. <laughs> so my bank is, doesn't exist in Germany. Like there's a whole list that you can like start to type in your bank name. Nothing. So there's a couple other options. What I basically ended up having to do, it's like my understanding, it's like the German equivalent of Venmo. And I had to set up like a German Venmo no. account. And then when I went to make the transaction, I was told that it was like blocked in my country in the US. So I turned on the VPN, said I was in Germany, tried to process it again. And it was like, <laughs> no, bro, we can tell that you're in the good US of A. And uh, yeah, would not let me pay for the game. So I was desperately trying to find some because I know we have some listeners in Germany. I was like, I will Venmo you. I'll do whatever you, you can. I'll, I'll make a brand new account. You can have my login. I'll send you the <laughs> money. I just need to be able to watch this freaking game. I'm sitting here two minutes before the game starts. I'm like dying because I'm not going to be able to watch it. And then we hear that Franz isn't starting. And then like I think they posted that Franz was just like not going to play and was like a late scratch essentially. So we didn't get to watch Franz this past week. Uh, but, you know, it's just a friendly. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Maybe they're just holding him out, you know, so that he's good to go for, uh, you know, a Euro basket or maybe, you know, he's dealing with some soreness, whatever the case may be. But we had another chance potentially this coming Friday at 2.30 Eastern time as Germany takes on the Czech Republic in what is called the Super Cup. I guess it's some kind of European tournament like before Euro basket starts. So they're going to play in the Super Cup. And then I would guess right after that, they're going to go into Eurobasket. So I know you didn't even like try to watch the game the other day, but I was like really going through it. Oh, no, no. Um, no, I figure I can, you know, find a stream, maybe worst case, but uh, nope. apparently that wasn't going to happen. And it didn't even matter because Franz didn't end up playing. Who knows if he's going to play uh, again until the actual, you know, thing starts, Eurobasket really starts. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I, I, I wish that he was able to play. It's kind of like the same feeling that I had when, when Palo got pulled from Summer League. I just want to see my guy play. That's all I want. And you guys are ripping it right from me. So, unfortunate, but is what it is. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure Franz will do his thing when it actually matters and starts. 100%. Luke, we've got a new patron this week. Shout out to Miles our newest patron. Uh, if you shout guys want to shout out like that, you can find us at patreon.com slash the sixth man show. We do have three tiers that you can select from with varying benefits in each one of those tiers. And we shout out all of our brand new members, um, you know, their first episode after becoming one of our patron members. So shout out to miles. We really, really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. And then we also shout out our hall of fame tier patrons each episode, which is what I am going to do right now. Shout out, Court Cousins, Armin, Elite Too Low, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Michael Salapong, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Gotti 93. Thank you guys so much for the support. We really appreciate that. 
We also got some news today, Luke, uh, some schedule leaks. We're still waiting mm-hmm. on the official entire NBA schedule to be released. But, you know, multiple sources have been tweeting out the last couple of days, hinting at some of the Christmas Day games. And then Shams, uh, today, uh, we're recording this Sunday night, he tweeted out the NBA's 2022 Christmas Day schedule. We've got the Bucks at Celtics, 76ers at the Knicks, Suns at the Nuggets, the Lakers at the Mavericks, and then the Grizzlies at the Warriors. Luke, what are your thoughts on the Christmas Day schedule? Um, I think it's, I, I mean... I think it's good. I, I like the uh, what was the the last game that you said was it uh, Grizzlies at Warriors? Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. I think it's you know Jaw loves the spotlight. First Memphis Grizzlies Christmas Day game ever. Um, so that that should be good. If I get fact checked on that and it's wrong, I blame it on my cousins who are Grizzlies fans. That group chat and my group chat that said you know is this our first ever? My other cousin was like, yeah, it is. So shout out to the Grizzlies. Um, you know, whether you, whatever you so think about Josh, it'll be they're fun to wrong. See them on then your cousins are just casuals. They're just casuals then. Yeah. So I think that they're probably right, which is why I'm saying it. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, outside of the 76ers at the Knicks, like why are the Knicks? I know it's the Knicks. You know, they get a, a Christmas why. game, you know, basically every year. But like, why are they especially getting one at home? It's just it's really a slap in the face to small market teams. Like no matter what you do, you can be at least moderately competitive, but you'll never be as important to us as the New York Knicks, which like I get it because New York city, but they just don't deserve it. It's really, really upsetting. Uh, But the Lakers at the Mavericks, that's pretty interesting to me. I'm sure LeBron would prefer to be at home on Christmas day in LA. Uh, But you know, Luca on Christmas day, I mean, you know, I'll just be sitting there in my pajama pants all day eating you yeah. know, food and, and leftovers and, and snacks and everything. So we get to watch Luca. Obviously, the Grizzlies at the Warriors, that's going to be kind of the, the one to, to end the night. That's going to be definitely the, the most exciting one. Suns at Nuggets. Uh, that's the one. I'm, I'm just not really sure what's going to happen there because the Nuggets were decent last year. Nikola Jokic wins his you know second straight MVP. And then... No Jamal Murray. I mean, I mean, your second best player all year is is basically I don't know Monte Morris, or if you want to throw Aaron Gordon in that conversation, getting Jamal Murray back and Michael Porter Jr. back. Hopefully, Denver should be a lot better. And obviously, the Suns didn't have as good of a year this season. They didn't make it back to the NBA Finals. Chris Paul is going to be another year older. All the stuff that happened, the drama with DeAndre Ayton this offseason. so going to be uh, pretty exciting. And then Bucks at Celtics, you know. Probably right now the two favorites in the Eastern Conference, so that's going to be pretty fun. No magic on Christmas. Yo, who would have thought? Shocker! I was just yeah. heartbroken when I saw the news. I was really disappointed and just shocked. Honestly, know? when that day does happen, Jonathan, when that day comes, I don't know if my family are going to like me that day because it doesn't matter what the plans are for the family that day. Like, are we going to be at my parents' house or my in-laws? Like, I don't care because if you tell me the magic are, are playing at two 30, sorry guys, I got plans. Cause usually like for me, NBA Christmas day, basketball 
is a whole lot of like the family's just sitting around talking and like it's a house full of family and like we're just visiting and whatever cousins might be in town the you know whoever it might be but if the magic are on I, I i would have to find another room i'd have to come in this room right here kick all the little kids out and i'd say sorry uncle luke has to watch the magic play i apologize maybe in three years or so two years maybe Maybe the magic will be playing on Christmas Day, but you got to beat out some of those other household names like the Knicks and the Lakers. The Lakers could be trash in a few years. The Knicks very well could be trash in a few years. Just give us their spot. They're not going to people aren't going to miss them that much. Give us their spot. We'll have Paolo. We'll be going for the LOB. Just do it. I got to tell you, your family might like you a little bit better on Christmas Day because if the magic are playing on Christmas, Mm. especially if they're in Orlando, I'm going to be there. That's facts. You're right. If it is in Orlando, we can open up presents at 6 a.m. Your boy's on his way out to Orlando. No, you're right. I didn't even think. Isn't it sad? I've not even true. Like you can tell I wasn't realistically thinking about it because if it was in Orlando, you know that we'd all be there. So if it is in Orlando, but I just got to think no way, right? That, That they don't give the magic Christmas day games. And then, they give it to us, and not only that, they give us a home game. Is that possible? I mean, the Magic have to do incredible record-wise, like the year prior, right? Like you've got to really crush yeah. it to get a home game. Unless you're the Knicks, you have to be like consistently good for like a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, have some kind of marquee name or a lot of drama. Like obviously, the Grizzlies are very good, and it's just an added benefit that they have this kind of pseudo beef you know with the warriors i guess it's a a legitimate beef because they've been going back and forth well it's gonna happen when the magic and the hawks are atop the east the year before and you've you've got the beef going strong with dejounte murray and paolo bancaro that's when the magic get that christmas day game you know what i i understand like you know it happened it was one of the only like relevant things like we caught a little bit of heat for i guess diving into it a little bit too much on the last pod oh it's silly season if y'all hate that you're gonna hate this episode too I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect Paolo Bancaro by saying we're going to be comparing him to Dejounte Murray for the rest of his career, but <laughs> because that is so not going to be the case. Yeah, I told you two years tops. He's going to clear Dejounte. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, sure. You know, we we had our fun with you know, like we thought maybe Aaron Gordon was going to be a a superstar or whatever. But like when the Raptors had Kyle Lowry injuring Aaron Gordon, and we were all upset about it in the bubble, the Raptors were like get out of here like we're trying to compete to mm-hmm. repeat for another championship here you know what i mean we will not be caring about dejounte murray three four years from now if the magic are competing like i, I don't want to turn this into this like lifelong feud with dejounte murray kyle lowry it's on site for life that is a fact <laughs> but dejounte like he ha- he hasn't earned that in my opinion he had a little kerfuffle with Paolo up the pro-am and we'll see what comes of that but I mean, this season, facts. It's it's going to be a rivalry. It's going to be fun. But moving, f- I don't want to give him that much credit to say the the Hawks are going to be at the top of the Eastern Conference with us for years to come because, you know, who really knows? And if that's the case, it's not going to have that much to do with Dejounte Murray. I'm just going to throw that out there. Mm. But, yeah, I even thought, like, man, if the Magic were, like, reasonably close, like, on the East Coast on Christmas Day, like, Magic at Knicks Christmas Day in New York City, that's a game, like, that's a bucket list game that I might be like, uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, honey, we're going to New York. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bring the whole fam out. Mom, dad, I'll see you when I get back. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Christ is risen. Or, uh, it's not Easter. Christ oh is born, <laughs> and I'm off to Madison Square Garden. I'm on here m- messing up Christian holidays, but they're playing on Christmas Day. I'm going to think long and hard about being there. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Well, that's what I was thinking. Even when I said Atlanta, if it was in Atlanta, I, yeah, you, you still could entertain the thought. I'm skipping the jump. Could you imagine magic at heat on Christmas uh, Day? That seems that <laughs> seems gross and filthy. Oh, man, I just have like I've never had any desire in my life to go to Miami. I know people say it's great and they love it, and obviously players like playing there. You know, they they choose to go there plenty of times. Every time somebody's a potential free agent or wants to be traded, Miami is always in the mix. I just have no desire to go there. And I have no desire to go and watch a game in whatever their arena is called now. I'm so I just want to add, I am one and oh in the city of Miami when I go. This is a shout out to uh producer Kevin just for the fact that he won't like this. But it was for the Gator National Championship. I'm one and oh. Went down there for it. I gotta <laughs> plug it. And so I, I would love to. I respect. I would it. go down just so I could say that I'm two and zero in Miami now when I go to games. So yeah, I like that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, hopefully the next couple of days we're going to have the schedule out. So uh, we actually have some pretty dope guests lined up for the rest of this week here. I'm actually going to be on vacation um, this like next weekend that's coming up. So we're recording both of our episodes on Wednesday. We're kind of like doubling those up. One will come out Thursday. Another one will come out Monday. So we're hoping that the schedule comes out in the next couple of days so that we can talk about that on you know the Thursday episode that's going to be coming out. So just fingers crossed that the schedule comes out you know Monday or it, it looks like Tuesday would be the earliest at this point uh, or even Wednesday during the day. You know that, w- that would be great. We just need that to come out before like Tuesday or Wednesday would be fine with me. Yeah. But looking forward to seeing you know hopefully the Magic get at least a few national televised games. I mean we got the number one freaking overall pick for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. Like do us do us a solid you know. 
All right, Luke, this is really the, the biggest piece of Orlando Magic news that happened this week. So I have the, the tweet right here. So Sean Devney was quoted in a report with Heavy.com. He quoted an NBA executive. They were talking about Jordan Poole uh, and his uh, impending restricted free agent status potentially next offseason. So we're talking about the summer of 2023. He says, I'd watch out for the Magic to be ready to make an offer if he's restricted, knowing there's a good chance Golden State is not going to match. So obviously, if you look at Golden State's cap sheet, like it's a mess. You've got Steph Curry making a bajillion dollars. Still got Klay Thompson. Draymond Green, I think, is looking to get you know some kind of extension. You got young guys on the roster like James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody that you're going to have to pay eventually. You've also got um, um, Andrew Wiggins, and you've got Jordan Poole there, who, again, is going to be a restricted free agent next year. So this quote, I guess, or this excerpt from this report comes out on Twitter, and Magic fans instantly lose their mind talking about getting Jordan Poole. The first thing that I want to say about this is we have no it's impossible for that to happen right now, us signing Jordan Poole as a free agent, because he's not a restricted free agent until next offseason. Right. So if you're thinking about it potentially for this season. It's just not going to happen outside of a trade, mm -hmm. okay? Now, that disclaimer aside, this is an executive or a rival executive just saying what he thinks the Magic may do. What did we just go through the entire, basically, second half of May and the first three weeks of June? Jabari Smith Jr. being mocked to the Orlando Magic at one in the draft because rival executives believed that's who the Magic were targeting. And now we all know that that was not true. They took Paolo number one overall, obviously. So you guys, when you're reading this stuff, when you read reports or agents or rival executive or other teams or other GMs, whatever the case may be, when you hear this, Realize it means less than nothing. I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It means less than nothing. This is just like me saying, you know what? Our our friends over at um, you know, the uncontested, you know, Blue Wires Oklahoma City podcast. I think this week they're going to talk about you know Kevin Durant leaving for the Golden State Warriors. Now I have no idea what they're going to do. I'm purely speculating, just given some very light nothingness context that they do a podcast. So because the Orlando Magic are a basketball team that are going to have a lot of cap space next summer, this guy is saying, oh, I think the Magic could go after Jordan Poole. Now, that's not to say that it's not a possibility, but this report means absolutely nothing, Luke. Yeah, I think it's important, obviously, to add that context for sure. Um, this This could easily be over, Jonathan, with with that right like you could we could easily be like it means basically nothing less than nothing as you said we wipe our hands clean and we just we we shut down the episode but but it is silly season get off a little early tonight eh it, no, no 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 it's silly season <laughs> jonathan so we will talk about it and i do think it's interesting like this it genuinely wouldn't be surprised if this is a topic that we revisit next off season you know, before the time comes for, you know, the free agency period to see what happens. Now, not only do, you know, the magic have the money, like you said, the rival executives, it's important in business to know your numbers, but it's equally important to know 
your competition's numbers. Everybody knows, especially the teams that are rivals to the Magic, whether that be in division or just conference, that what their cap situation is, what they can afford the next season. Obviously, these guys eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. The other thing I will add is that Jordan Poole simply fits the timeline of age. Jordan Poole is 20, 22, 23 years old. I think he was just 22 this past season. He's going to be 23 this year. He's right in that age where he could come in and be a leader on this team. He's got a, he's got a ring. He, he's been around the right guys, the right vets, the vets that we wish the Magic might have like leadership from. Like Jordan Poole would bring all that to the table. I, I love Jordan Poole. I, I think his game is great. I think he's genuinely got a very bright future in this league. But I'm not, you know, losing sleep over this report. It's not it's it's not even a report. It's just like, I don't even know. Like hearsay of like whatever. It's a prediction. And and guess what? The magic come next offseason. If people want Jordan Poole badly enough, they will clear the space to sign Jordan Poole. Make Golden State have to write a check bigger than the one they want to write. And they might have to do that if they really value Jordan Poole. I would put my money on the fact that they're going to have to do that and make a decision if they want to match as much money as a team like, let's say, the Magic or anybody else is going to offer. The Magic are simply just the team mentioned that report. I'm sure there's tons of other things that could come out if that reporter talked to other rival execs or just executives in the league that could spit out other teams that this looks good for, too. This is like it just happened to be that he mentioned the magic. You know what I mean? I it just it's just chance like is what it is. Like I said, it's silly season. We entertain it for right now, but really, we're not thinking much about it beyond this episode. Honestly, well, I mean, it's really exciting to think about, right? Like if you just look at the leap that he made this season. So in the twenty twenty one, I'm sorry, the twenty 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 one season. Uh, played in 51 games, started seven of them, played 19 minutes a game, 12 points, shot 43% from the floor, uh, shot 35% from the three-point line on five, almost five and a half attempts from behind the arc. This season, played in 76 games, regular season games anyways, uh, started 51 games, jumped up to 18 and a half points per game, 44% from the floor, 36%. From the three-point line, 92% from the free-throw line. And in the playoffs, averaged 17 points per game, 50% from the floor, 39% from behind the arc, and 91% from the free-throw line. So obviously, he exploded as like a, a essentially a self-creator. Um, you know, when the Warriors, you know, weren't injured, um, you know, his role is mainly coming in off the bench and, and just providing scoring for them especially, you know, like once Clay Thompson came back, but like a dynamic self-creator, like I hate to use this word because it's just everyone says it now, but the kid has a very deep bag. Like the Jordan Poole arsenal is legitimate. The shot making from Jordan Poole is legitimate. The athleticism from Jordan Poole is legitimate. Now, not a great defender, which we can have that conversation because that is relevant in talking about bringing anyone to the magic, I think. But I understand why people are getting really excited about Jordan Poole because it's like, all right, he you know gets like 11 more minutes per game, gets more shot attempts, and goes from a 12-point-per-game scorer to 18.5, scoring 17 points per game in the playoffs and doing so with like ridiculous efficiency. 
So I totally understand. Almost 50-40-90 club. Yeah, yeah, like in the playoffs was legitimately... 50% from the field, basically 90% from the free throw line, literally 51% from the field, 91% from the free throw line, and 39% yeah, so he from just three on it. almost six attempts. Yeah, just missed it. I he, There's a lot to be said about Jordan Poole. Would love to have him on the team. All we are saying is that this report doesn't well, sway I us mean, one like, way or the other. Come on now. It, we would love It's him. the offseason. We, we said, you know, the report means nothing, but... That doesn't mean that this isn't impossible that this ends up being true at some point, especially next year as he enters into restricted free agency. Like you said, he fits the Magic's timeline. He's a young kid sitting there at, you know, he just turned 23 two months ago, June 19th. So we're going to be talking about a guy this time next year, just turned 24 years old. He's going to match the the timeline with the rest of the team. Um, If this is a guy that the Magic really decide to, pursue next offseason now we just saw anthony simons you know get paid a bag this offseason to me i think jordan Poole is even like a step above anthony simons just in terms of being like an established up-and-coming star in this league because we saw him do it on the biggest stage we saw him do it in the playoffs we saw him do it in the finals so um jordan Poole, i would assume is going to get paid you know even more than anthony simons so it's going to take I think the conversation is going to start with teams trying to get him away from Golden State at $25 million a year. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, probably, a, I don't know, um, you know, coming off of the rookie extension, what that looks like, whether it's a, a four or five year deal, but you're looking at paying this guy, you know, at least $100 million if you're looking to bring him to your team next offseason. And, yeah, I don't want to rule it out. Like we're we're going to talk about you know Donovan Mitchell in a, a few minutes here. Those are really the the two hottest names at this point that we've talked about potentially bringing in for the Magic. But Jordan Poole is a really good player, and if you think that this team needs offense, which they desperately need offense, they need shot creators. We need some scorers here. Jordan Poole fits that mold, right? Now my yeah. thing is, I don't think the Magic are looking like I don't think Jeff Weltman is waking up in the morning right now like oh I can't wait for a year from now to sign Jordan Poole and the reason being is because they still believe in a guy like Jalen Suggs Markel Fultz Cole Anthony we don't know what's going to happen with those guys in a year from now but if you truly believe in Jalen Suggs you're not thinking about moving on to Jordan Poole if you're signing Jordan Poole to 25 million dollars a year it's to be your starting shooting guard. Right now, Markel Fultz should be the starting point guard. We've talked about that multiple times throughout the offseason here. Now, if at the end of next season, we don't like we think rookie year Jalen Suggs is as good as it's going to get offensively, then yeah, you take a real hard look at making the moves that you have to make to free up that cap space to go after a guy like Jordan Poole. I don't think there's any reason that Jordan Poole can't be a, you know, 23 to 26 point per game scorer in the NBA, just given some more volume and and maybe a little bit more, you know, freedom offensively because they're very much playing in that kind of Golden State system, especially when he's on the floor with Steph and, you know, with Clay, he's, you know, maybe like the second or even third option at times when he's on the floor for them. But I just don't think the Magic are really going to bed at night thinking about Jordan Poole at least not yet. Now, next March, April, May, they very well could get to that point thinking, all right, we've got to make a move. We need another score. This is a guy that we could bring in like Jordan Poole. 
But then, I mean, you can go ahead and, and share your thoughts, Luke. But I think like the, the defense is a, is going to be a real sticking point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, but at the same time, we, we talked about it, you know, with, with, as far as Mitchell goes, right? Like people using the, the, the scent, the, basically the logic of, yes, his defense is a problem, but you can hide him. Well, we, what I said then was, yes, but you're probably giving away those defensive pieces to hide him. So I don't know that you can hide him. I think it is a little different with Jordan Poole just because he's, that's fair. He's, he's 22. You're, you're not having to do all these things for like, you're not, it's not a really a question. Like you can hide him. Like you've got, you've got Jonathan Isaac. You don't necessarily need to get rid of Jalen Suggs. Um, Jalen Suggs. Does he take more of a backseat to his development? Sure. Are you willing to do that for a guy like Jordan Poole? I don't know. Jordan Poole has shown me more, but he's also more years into his career. So I, I really do not know. And he's also with the Warriors and learning from them. And like, but I do think that plays a part in what he can become just because of the foundation that's been laid for him. He's been very fortunate, but he's also lived up to, to really what he can do. Do you think there's anything to like the, like they call it like the system quarterback syndrome? You know, where like Jordan Poole may be a little bit of a product of his environment playing next to a guy like Steph Curry, because this is kind of like the argument that I've always made, like when we're talking about Steph and and Clay and Draymond and just kind of their like where they should rank up all time. Like Steph Curry is obviously becoming one of the greatest players that we've ever seen. But I think it's just like this lightning in a bottle thing where you have Steph Curry, right? becomes the greatest shooter of all time. Then I think it's two years after you dra- you draft Steph that you draft Clay Thompson, who all of a sudden you arguably have two of the best three shooters in the history of the planet in the same backcourt at the same time in history. Like, like Bill Simmons talked about this on a podcast years ago. It's just the odds of both of those guys ending up in Golden State is just astronomical that these guys just happen to be like arguably the two best shooters ever are on the same team at the same time. And then people, I mean, like you you can talk about Draymond Green and he's kind of fallen off the cliff. He's not the same player that he was four or five years ago, but I don't think the Golden State Warriors become what they have become without Draymond Green because of what he does defensively. He raises the ceiling and the floor of that team defensively and then, I mean, people talk about it a lot, but I don't think that his playmaking is talked about enough with the Golden State Warriors and kind of just like the the screening and all the movement that Steve Kerr has put in place. Like Steph Curry should never get an open three and he gets like at least two or three a game. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry should never, ever, ever in the history of the world from this point forward ever get an open three. And it still happens almost a handful of times a game. And every single time I'm like, how did that just happen? How did you let that happen? So... I do think there's something in Golden State that like Draymond, Clay, and Steph, I don't think their careers would quite be the same unless all three of them ended up here. And I just feel like when you add a complementary piece to that well-oiled machine, they're just by default going to look so much better. And I'm not saying that Jordan Poole can't do what he's done outside of Golden State, but I am curious about that. And we don't really have like a, a huge sample size of guys playing really, really well in Golden State And then, actually, no. I mean, we have Harrison Barnes, right? Like, Harrison Barnes got paid a lot of money by the Dallas Mavericks because he was a huge part 
of those you know first couple of years, Golden State going to the NBA Finals, and now we know that Harrison Barnes was overpaid. And although he's still a fine player, he's not what people. I mean, I'm a North Carolina fan. I thought he was going to be incredible in the NBA. But so outside of Harrison Barnes, I don't know there's anyone else that we really have a good idea that like, man, that guy looked great, but then he moved somewhere else and just looked like crap. Like I remember, you know, Matt Flynn with the Packers way back when, like the last year, the last uh, game in in one of those seasons throws like six touchdowns. People thought Matt Flynn was going to be like the next great quarterback and then like just was trash, you know. So I don't know if there is any of that with Jordan Poole. I would be interested in seeing that. Wherever he ends up next, if it's Orlando or if he moves on to another team, that's something that's a theory that I I haven't been able to test anywhere. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on if you think there's any uh, if that holds water or not. It's it's a tough thing, because like you said, we don't have a huge amount of sample size of guys that they've even let Golden State has done such a great job of keeping their guys together. Harrison Barnes is really the only one that got away. And honestly, he crapped himself in the finals so like did he really get away i don't think so so like the the warriors and i mean they brought in kevin durant like there was a lot of reason for that right and and that's the big reason for it you can't uh, what you think about what whoever it might be for the warriors with a bogut festus azili like they those guys weren't cranking out huge numbers and they were gone so we really can't compare them um i don't know man jordan pool I get it. Like recency bias is a thing, but I watched him drop like 31 and nine against the Grizzlies in game one in the postseason and was a leading scorer. And then went, you know, shot five of 10 from three, 12 of 20 from the field Um, in that game, you know, four turnovers, nine assists, eight rebounds and 31 points. The games like that, just like I watched Jordan Poole and I was like, this guy is going to be ridiculous. He's 22. This is his first postseason. And he's doing stuff like this. And, and I, I would buy into like, it's a system thing. It's, it's a, you know, Steve Kerr thing, but I just don't know. I, I pool also was on the court by himself as like the lone option. Uh, and times two a lot in the regular season, some in the postseason, and still was able to do his thing. You obviously have the meme of like, you know, Jordan pool, just, putting up ridiculous shots because they're, you know, he sees a girl in the crowd. Like those memes are hilarious. And they're, that's just his personality too. Like his game style is his play, but where he's just going to put up some shots that are just wild. But I don't know. I, I think that maybe he has learned enough. Like he, by the time next off season rolls around that he's ready. If he goes crazy in the postseason, there's a chance. Also, there's a, there's a universe here where if he, plays out of his mind golden state matches no matter what and they they make decisions elsewhere they like try to figure it out right the warriors are in an interesting position because it just feels like they're so well balanced with guys you know obviously like moses moody and jonathan kuminga but like they're eventually going to make that pivot and i don't know if it's when curry's contract runs out in a few years when they do make that pivot or if it's maybe the last one or two years of his contract where they just let him be the veteran and let the young guys kind of take over a little bit like jordan Poole. It very well could be in the Warriors' plans that they just match Jordan Poole. They let whoever walk, walk star wise, make you know, bite the bullet and say, "We're looking toward the future now. We got a ring. These we got these young guys a ring, and now they know what it takes. They've been through the battle. They've been through the trenches. Guys like Jordan Poole have proved that they can do it. Hopefully, you know, Moody and Kuminga get a little bit more run this year because I think they're run like if they don't play this year, you're looking at 
maybe they're going to be disgruntled. I have no idea how they feel. I don't know their temperament. I don't know if they don't care because they're getting rings and they've been promised that like one day this will be yours, just not today. So the Warriors have a lot of you talk about the magic need to make needing to make decisions here in the future and not being jealous of those guys make being the decision makers. I'm not jealous of of that Warriors front office whatsoever having to make decisions on when to pivot, when to do these things. I don't know. So really the long answer to your question is I have no idea if that's if that kind of holds any water, any weight there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't uh, when it comes to Jordan Poole. Maybe some other guys, but Jordan Poole, he he seems like the real deal to me. Yeah, I think really what obviously like not trying to compare Harrison Barnes to Jordan Poole, but what separates Jordan Poole is just like the the like the ability to create separation off of the bounce mm-hmm. and get to his spots and just like the silky smooth jumper. I really think Jordan Poole has a chance to be very good. I, I really I won't be mad at all if we're talking about like we just signed Jordan Poole this time next offseason. But kind of back to my earlier point where I was saying, like, I don't think this is keeping our front office up at night right now. And the reason being is because they, by all accounts, didn't even like express interest in trading for Donovan Mitchell. Mm. Like the Magic could have put together a very significant trade package and most likely have or had. Obviously, these discussions could still be ongoing. Donovan Mitchell is still in Utah, but if the magic wanted to make the trade for Donovan Mitchell, they have what it takes to get it done. And maybe if they like went all in and didn't end up with Donovan Mitchell and he got traded to another team, I'd be like, Oh man, like they just missed out on Donovan Mitchell. Like in terms of like prospects and just like projecting forward again, Donovan Mitchell just turned 23. I'm sorry. Jordan Poole just turned 23. Donovan Mitchell is going to turn 26 in a couple weeks. Like I, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is that much better than Jordan Poole to where Jordan Poole can't be, I don't know, 90, 95% as good as Donovan Mitchell in three years. Yeah. Maybe even better because Mm -hmm. we've seen him play with like, you know, this year, just like a little bit more, you know, efficiency, especially in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not against signing, you know, Donovan Mitchell potentially next year. But I just like when this report came out, I just thought it was kind of ridiculous. And um, I mean, what what's kind of your philosophy on that? Like the Magic might be more interested in Jordan Poole just because of some of the reasons that we mentioned might has a potentially might be a little bit better, um, might be more efficient, you know, is a little bit younger than Donovan Mitchell. But if the Magic weren't really pushing to get Donovan Mitchell, I don't think they're staying up at night thinking about Jordan Poole, at least not yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, are you basically saying like, why, why not? Why didn't they pull the trigger on Donovan Mitchell? Is that like, if, if the, like, what are you, I guess, what is your comparison? Like, can you, I guess, explain a little no, more? I just, I don't think it's anything that they're like thinking about right now. Like with any yeah. kind of real, no, you're definitely in you know, wait and seriousness. See. You're, you're in wait and see mode for sure. If you're yeah. this front office now, granted, this is saying that a Donovan Mitchell doesn't, like a trade doesn't ha- happen with the magic, which we don't foresee happening. But, you know, if it were to happen, well, obviously we know nothing and whatever it is what it is. But I think they're in wait and see. I think that, you know, I, I would hope, like you have also said, like they've come this far and develop plans. Why would they just like essentially blow it up to just get Donovan Mitchell, who 
Donovan Mitchell, like he's not like going anywhere for the next few years. You know what I mean? Like he, he has not really increased play. Granted it has been incredible play. Don't get me wrong, but offensively like became an all-star and it just kind of stayed, you know, it stayed the same last couple of years as far as offensively. So I really don't know if, if, if the magic are, are in a rush per se us as fans. And I think that probably is the reason that any fan wants Donovan Mitchell and they want the magic to pull the trigger and make the trade. It's like, do you know how much they're having to give up? Like we talked about this weeks ago. Why not wait a year for a Jordan pool and not give up those picks and multiple players at that point, you're having to give up what one or two players rotation minutes for Jordan pool coming in as opposed to picks on upon picks upon picks plus sacrificing, like having to give away three young guys. I just think it makes sense for that. Like not necessarily like we've said, not necessarily the report is hundred percent accurate, but he basically just said in the report, Hey, the magic could do this next off season. It's like, yeah, I'm not describing that at all. I think it's, I think it's possible. And that's something you said too, to your point, you were like, uh, I'm not saying that this is not going to happen, but I do think that there is some wait and see type philosophy here. You learn a little bit more about these players as the year goes on next year. And the next summer you got some decisions to make, get to the books, see what you can do and see who will lose minutes as a result. I just don't think it would be as harmful as as trading or as drastic as trading for Donovan Mitchell if you just sign Jordan Poole next offseason. So based on the way I was going to ask this, but based the way that you are you know, kind of framing your, your last couple of comments there, I'm still going to ask it anyway. Right now, if you like red pill, blue pill, right? Yeah. Are you yeah. trading for Donovan Mitchell or are you signing Jordan Poole next offseason? Oh, I think that people probably know at this point I'm signing for Jordan Poole next offseason. Yeah. And I'm That's not how I thinking feel too. twice about it. Like over that, there, no point, dude. Jordan Poole is like two years younger, has a has a ring, has been around that culture, whereas the Jazz just blew it up. And I I just got to think that Jordan Poole like would just be more ready to grow some more. Like Donovan Mitchell very well could be in like, I just want to go somewhere where I'm going to instantly be contributing as a number two or one, and we're going to be winning a ring. Jordan Poole, I still could see at age 23, 22, 23. You said he just turned 23, right? He'll be uh, at this time next year. He'll be 24. He'll have just have turned okay. 24. Yeah. So maybe at 24, I mean, he, he fits the timeline better. Donovan Mitchell doesn't not fit the timeline, but Jordan Poole still is going to be progressing. He just was in the postseason for the first time. He's been in the league for a few years. He still has some progressing to do, just like there are the guys in, in Orlando. I think he fits the timeline more. I think he projects just as good as Donovan Mitchell, which people might listen to this and be like, dude, have you seen Donovan Mitchell play? It's like, yeah, I have, but Jordan Poole has a ring. He's putting up big numbers in the postseason. Like, there's no reason why I don't think Jordan Poole could become even better offensively. There's no reason to think that his growth is done. I'm very much picking Jordan Poole over Donovan Mitchell in terms of these scenarios, especially with what you're giving away for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I, I think it, I, I'm not quite there where I'm like, oh, he'll definitely be as good as Donovan or he'll be better than Donovan. I think it's pre pretty reasonable to say he could be like 
easily 90 per, 90% as good as Donovan Mitchell, which is fine for me. Look at Donovan Mitchell. If you trade for him right now, you're paying him $30 million this year, then 32 and a half, 34, yeah. almost 35, and then almost 38 in 25, yeah. 2026. With Jordan Poole, like you're most likely going to be paying him like in between twenty five to thirty million dollars over the course of, you know, four or five you know years, but th- you know that that money annually. So, I think we're you know both kind of on board here. If Jeff calls me like, hey, should I trade for Donovan Mitchell or <laughs> should I try for Jordan Poole next offseason? I'm like, yeah, just kind of wait. But I want to ask <laughs> you this, and you can just kind of give me a short answer. Do you think Golden yeah. State lets him walk? It a year will have happened by then. I genuinely don't know. Uh, like I said, if he's crushing the pussy, there's no, I just don't think there's any way they let him walk. The, the Warriors are so big on who we grow, like our homegrown guys, they stick around and they don't just stick around because they want to stick around. They stick around because we want to keep them. So I, I just, I would have a hard time honestly seeing that Jordan pull, gets out of the hands of them. If he just continues his ascent, like if he's improving his numbers, I have a hard time believing that golden state lets him walk. Yeah. I think it just might come down to, they might not be able to keep him. Like, I think it just Mm. might become a a cap game, you know, over the last six years, we know they've spent just exponentially more money than, you know, any other team out there. And I don't know if it's going to, you know, become like part of like the, the, um, hard cap or, you know, the, the tax apron, whatever the heck it is that they call it. But, you know, if you've still got Steph and Clay and if you resign Draymond and, uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins is still there, I, I just don't, I don't know. I legitimately don't know in terms of the cap if he goes out and gets a $25 million offer sheet, if Golden State would literally be able to match that. I'm sure they would want to. But right. like at some point, the count, the salary cap has to be a real thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm right there with you. What do you think from the magic? And this will be kind of the last thing that we talk about. What do you think it would take for the magic to go into next off season with like signing Jordan Poole being like priority number one plan? I think that's that's what you're looking at. If that's what you're asking me, like. In terms of so let's you, say like, let's say you know, they make, make it happen. Well, let's say they make the play in and all season long, Markel and Jalen are incredible. Mm-hmm. You still they that you still think they go after Jordan Poole or maybe do they look elsewhere? Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't the answer know. to that question. No, I I don't I don't know because it's tough because some people will be like, well. Jalen won't be still won't be projecting as well as Jordan Poole at that point. If if Jordan Poole takes another leap and Jalen takes a leap, like Jordan Poole's still a couple legs ahead of him. But also, I think too often we focus on like points per game, things like that. Whereas we're not thinking about if Jalen takes another leap defensively, makes any type of leap offensively, the Magic could see that as you know we need to hold on, not give up, and and do that. I just don't know. There comes a point where like Jordan Poole and like what's in front of you is just so hard to resist that. And I just think that maybe Jalen might have to take a bigger leap than than he's able to make come, you know, off season, next off season. Like, will he have made that jump? I, I, I don't know. And I don't know what incredible jump, like, I don't know what, what we mean. Like we're not able to quantify by numbers and we're not have, don't have time to do that. 
I think if Jalen, you know, is the same defender that he was this year, I mean, I'm sure we're assuming him to be at least somewhat better defensively this year because he was a rookie just going into the second year. You should naturally improve. If he can get like to somewhat efficient, like 15 points per game, like in the 40% field goal range in the you know low to mid thirties, like 32 to 35% from the three point line, Jordan Poole would have to take like a massive leap, another massive leap this year for them to go like, no, like we need to go and get this guy. Cause let me ask you this, like Jordan Poole, right? Like in the playoffs, 17 points per game, right? Like was great offensively, wasn't incredible defensively. So let's look at a guy that some people kind of project Jalen to be Marcus Smart. So Marcus Smart, this uh, this uh, postseason, 15.4 points per game, 40% from the floor, 35% from the three-point line, uh, added four and a half rebounds, six assists, and a steal. And we know he was stellar defensively. He was the defensive player of the year. In Just in a vacuum, in, in these last playoffs, who would you rather have had, Jordan Poole or Marcus Smart? Mm. It's I mean, tough, I- right? It, it is tough, but I, I think in the po- like if we're yeah, like you said, in a vacuum, like if we're saying just for this past pussy, Jordan Poole's incredible though, too. Like I don't know. I, I would think Do the I Celtics would say, get to the finals without Marcus Smart? No, but it, no. No. Do the Warriors get to the finals without Jordan Poole? I don't think so. Jordan Poole's good, man. I just don't he know. He's great. Yeah, it, it's close. I really think I think it's a real discussion to be had. But I just think, and again, if Jalen takes a big leap in year two, then you're like, okay, maybe he could potentially take a bigger leap going into year three. And then it's just kind of like projecting. Like to me, Jordan Poole would have to take like almost like a like a T-Mac-esque leap from Toronto to Orlando. You know what I mean? Where he was like just kind of like this really good role player now. Jordan Poole at this point is more established than I think Tracy McGrady was in Toronto. Yes. No one's arguing that Jordan Poole is more talented than Tracy McGrady. That would be heresy. That would be ridiculous. But I think you would have to be looking at Jordan Poole like, all right, we can go and get this guy, and he's going to be basically 2A and 2B with like Franz Wagner and, you know, like Jordan Poole. You know, like, yeah. I think if Jalen is good this year, like really good, and the Magic make the play in I would I it would be hard for me to say like all right we're going to push Jalen to the bench at that point you're probably trading Cole and then bringing in Jordan Poole it's going to be interesting you know because the Magic do have the potential to open up so much cap space next summer but uh, we're definitely going to be on on a pool watch this year to see because he if he's really good and enters in to restricted free agency the Magic have to take a long hard look at at going after Jordan Poole. At themselves and at Jordan Poole. They got to take a yeah. long, hard look at, at both those things. Jordan Poole, man, he's he's good. I told you since before last season. I before loved him. last season, you called it. I'll give you all the credit in the world. I I loved him. I, I thought that, that he was him, as they say. And You I, didn't see him being this good. You can say whatever you want. You did not see him being I, Enough good. to like go to bat when you came at me for like, oh, Jordan Poole? I was like, yeah, uh-huh. Jordan Poole. I, I I was I was on that train. I was on it. I've been on it. I hope that uh he continues to improve. Would love to see him in an Orlando jersey. We'll see. It'd be hard for me to turn him down next offseason. 
you don't you don't see Jordan Poole as being the kind of guy to be like, you know what, I'm going to turn down 25 mil. I'll take 15 and stay here in Golden State. No shot, dude. He's got the ring. That boy is a menace. He's going to want a bag. He's he's already got the ring too. Like even without yeah. the ring, I'd say hmm, he might want the bag instead. Hey, somebody that fell off when they left Golden State, Quinn Cook. I'm not saying Jordan Poole is Quinn Cook, but that's somebody else that came to mind. Just saying. Yeah, he Just wasn't saying. doing this stuff. You know that. That's a fact. Yeah, Luke, I think that's going to do it for us. What do you think? Yeah, I think we went <laughs> we went long enough here. Yeah. Hey, yo. <laughs> uh, anyways, two episodes coming up. Obviously, we got one coming Thursday, one coming on Monday. And then if the schedule drops... Like Thursday before I leave for vacation, we'll have to do an emergency pod. So just be on the lookout for that. The schedule by all accounts should be out this week. But for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You are listening to the six man show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the sixth man show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!